You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath, your drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. It's Tuesday, December 27th. And for all you folks who didn't think you'd make it through Christmas, look, God got you through Christmas, and we're so grateful for that. It's a beautiful day. What we do on Morning Breath is we read a chapter of the Bible. We spend about 30 minutes uh, just spending some time with the Lord, and then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center, and we read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about it. I say we because I always do it with a co-host. My co-host today is, who are you? My name is Isaac. Isaac who? And as uh, Isaac Eberts. Isaac Eberts. As one of those people who thought they wouldn't make it through Christmas, it's, uh, <laughs> it's good to be here, Pastor Nice, Dan. nice. So tell tell the truth. When are you getting married? I'm getting married on February 18th. Whoa. So you're like a month and a half, a little over a month and a yeah, half from your wedding up. date. It's wow. coming up. Yes. Yeah. I have a little countdown <clears throat> thing on my phone so i bet is, you do yes it is i'm excited you we, know your grandma's staying with me when she comes for your wedding is she really yeah carol's staying with carol oh, and I. that's sweet carol you guys carol, gonna do a puzzle i doubt it <laughs> carol is which is uh isaac's grandmother mm-hmm. got that right yes and then uh and carolyn my wife are good friends and so uh when they when carol found out that we had an extra room at our house, we thought, "Hey, that would work oh, out great." That's so awesome. we were we were there at Thanksgiving in Ohio with Carol. So that's awesome. anyway, you guys don't care about that out there, Isaac. <laughs> tell him. Well, you, I know you care out there, but not like <laughs> like it's not a big deal this morning. This is why you tuned into the radio. <laughs> anyway, tell them how they can get involved in Morning Breath. Um, you can always download our East Coast app. That is always the absolute best way to get yeah. um, Morning Breath. You can see our chapter list for the entire month. You can listen to past episodes, current episodes. You can figure out everything. And um, you can also go to our website at eccc.us. And uh, that's not only for Morning Breath. You can also get information about our church, um, all the upcoming events that we have, past sermons, um, everything you need. You can get that on the app or on the website. Yep. And uh, if you just break down, you can call and we'll send you one out, either email or regular mail. And uh, all that's available out there, and we just was trying to get it going with yeah. you to get into the Word of God, because that's what Morning Best is all about. It's a way to get into the Bible on a regular basis. And uh, what we do at East Coast at the beginning of every year, we spend some time seeking the Lord. So we have 21 days of prayer and fasting with devos or devotions set up for each of those days uh, during that 21 days. Now, that starts on what date is that? January 10th. January 10th. That's a Monday. That'll be the first day of prayer and fasting. We kind of started on Sunday night at 6 p.m. has been a little, you know, generally how we've done it. So if you want to start fasting Sunday night at 6, you'll get to break it that following 21 days later on Sunday night, the 6th type of thing. If not, then you have to wait till Monday morning when you get breakfast. Yep. I remember when I was in <laughs> T- TNT Vieira as a student. Um, pastor Christian was the youth pastor that time, and um, a lot of the leaders in Pastor Christian would, would fast, and we always have pizza at TNT Vieira. Mm. But on that Sunday night, we never had pizza. Wow, and I that. remember all the students were like, 
why why can't we have pizza and we're like try to explain fasting to them and so i always thought that was funny i was one of those students that was like why why, why can't we get pizza but i understand now <laughs> yeah there you go and we do things like that uh, have the youth join in because we're doing this as a church yeah. this is a corporate fast somebody might say well, why are you talking about it? you're supposed to fast in secret well you are supposed to fast in secret when it's a private individual issue, but there were many corporate fasts in the Bible, and this is a corporate fast, and this has really become kind of a corporate fast for America in many ways. I know I know at least 2,000 churches in, in America do a begin the year with 21 days of prayer and fasting, and that would be all the ARC plants and all the ARC partner churches. Most of all of those churches do that 21 days of fasting, so awesome. you're getting involved in something pretty big. And so we have those devotions available, and you can get them online. Uh, go online, as, 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 as Isaac told you, you, the app is the best way to do that. The devotion will be on the app. Or you can stop by any location and get a hard copy or a paper copy of the devotion. It'll be a great way for you to tap in, because each, each day of our 21 days, we'll have a different chapter that jump around the Bible uh, not like we normally do from book one to book, you know, the end of a chapter, but jump around in the Bible. So you really need one of those to stick with us on Morning Breath coming up for the first 21 days after the 10th. So really the, awesome. from the 10th to the end of uh, January, you need the devotion and you need to get one that way. And so anything else you need to know, go to our events page. It's there. Be available for you. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing well. Are you good? Yeah. Yeah. So how's your puppy doing? He's doing well. So Just Nick Nick and Caitlin had a baby. <laughs> a, f- a fluffy baby. A fluffy baby. It's a puppy, right? Mm-hmm. The less expensive baby. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Definitely probably less expensive than a baby. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. I've heard uh, walking away from a, just a hospital bill is like $5,000. Yeah. yeah. So Wow. Yeah. It's definitely cheaper than a baby. Yeah, cheaper than a baby. Yeah. But there's a lot of things out there to help young couples. And so if you're going to have a baby and you don't know much about it, man, get with all the people that have recently. There's a lot of stuff out there to help you in that process financially good. with your hospital bills and, you know, milk and diapers and all that good stuff. Anyway, <laughs> well, this isn't a, uh, a counseling for new parents, so let's get into it, huh? What are we reading? Chapter 12? Did you read chapter 12? I did. Good, me too. So I'm going to read New King James, and I'm going to read through verse 9. Okay. And I'm going to let you take it after that. It's a short little chapter. What translation did you read? Um, I have an NLT Bible in front of me New Living's great. So I will do that. Okay, so get me started. I say unto you, read, sir. The burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord, who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all surrounding peoples. When they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem, and it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, although all nations of the earth are gathered against it. In that day, says the Lord, I will strike every horse with confusion and its rider with madness. I will open my eyes on the house of Judah and will strike every horse of the peoples with blindness. And the governors of Judah shall say in their heart, The inhabitants of Jerusalem are my strength in the Lord of hosts, their God. In that day I will make the governors of Judah like a firepan in the woodpile and like a fiery torch in the sheaves. 
They shall devour all the surrounding peoples on the right hand and on the left, but Jerusalem shall be inhabited again by in her own place, Jerusalem. The Lord will save the tents of Judah first so that the glory of the house of David and the glory of the inhabitants of Jerusalem should not become greater than that of Judah. In that day, the Lord will defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. The one who is feeble among them in that day shall be like David, and the house of David shall be like God, like the angel of the Lord before them. And it shall be in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. Then I will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer on the family of David and on the people of Jerusalem. They will look on me whom they have pierced and mourn for him as for an only son. They will grieve bitterly for him as for a firstborn son who has died. The sorrow and mourning in Jerusalem on that day will be like the great mourning for Hadad Ramon in the valley of Megiddo. All Israel will mourn, each clan by itself and with the husbands separate from their wives. The clan of David will mourn alone, as will the clan of Nathan, the clan of Levi, and the clan of Shimei. Each of the surviving clans from Judah will mourn separately and with the husbands separate from their wives. Amen. Amen. I'm shocked by that. You know, when you read it from, in my translation, mm-hmm. it doesn't really clarify that they're separate. Really? What does it say in New King James? Well, it says, And the land shall mourn every family by itself, the family of the house of David by itself, and the wives by themselves, the family hmm. of the house of Nathan by itself, and their wives by themselves. I get it now that I heard it. Yeah. from. That's why I read other translations. That's good. Because when I first looked at it, I thought, oh, this is husband and wife going away to grieve. That's hmm. what I thought when I first read it. Mm-hmm. Because it says, uh, all the families that remain, every family by itself and their wives by themselves. I thought family and their wives by Mm. themselves, rather than family by themselves, wife by themselves, Mm -hmm. husband by themselves, wife by themselves. That is interesting how in the NLT it says it's twice. Yeah. Husbands separate from their wives. Well, and that is the context of this chapter. So the NLT got it right, Mm -hmm. but... It's, again, one of those things why I think it is a good thing to read other translations because things that I don't understand right off the bat, just reading them straight from in the black and white, when you read it in the black and white in the NLT, I think it, it becomes a little bit clearer mm-hmm. on that point. So as you read this, Isaac, mm-hmm. what, what, what does this sound like to you is going on? What season is this? What? Zechariah is a very prophetic chapter includes a lot of prophetic things about Jesus, the pierced one, obviously, in our chapter today. They will look on me whom they pierced. Very direct prophecy about Jesus. Yes. But it says when they looked, they grieved, and there was mourning. This has got to be future, because when Israel was involved in killing Jesus— and the Romans hmm. and everybody else involved, nobody was grieving except the few disciples. Yes. Well, at that point, this is saying the whole nation will grieve. So this isn't talking about his crucifixion. This is talking about something future that Israel will look on after, after God pours out on them. A spirit of grace and prayer, a spirit of grace and supplication. Hmm. How does yours say in verse 10? 
again? It says, yeah, spirit of grace and prayer on the family of David. Grace on and prayer. Okay, mine yes. says grace and supplication, and supplication is just praying with request. As in other words, it's okay. it means you're asking. Mm-hmm. When you supplicate, it's asking with a deep desire. It's almost like begging, but not quite. Okay. To supplicate the Lord, at least in this context. And so after that happens, it also appears that it's after there's this big battle where all the nations of the world are attacking Jerusalem. Hmm. So it talks about this big battle where all the nations are attacking Judah and Jerusalem. Then after that point, Jerusalem's reestablished and people live there. And then the spirit of grace and prayer is poured out, and then they mourn. So this is almost mm. after they realize what they've done. Yeah, this of, is uh, this it's is too late. Yeah, this is know. that Israel seeing their Messiah mm. in the second coming. I believe. I think this battle that's been talked about in this chapter, though it may have applied to you know a circumstance or situation in history that is past is really prophesying about the battle of Armageddon because hmm. it actually says it so happened in that day verse 3 that I'll make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples all who would heave it away will certainly be cut in pieces though all nations of the earth are gathered against oh, it I didn't even notice that in the yeah first I mean it's easy good. it's easy to miss little parts of, of a chapter like this and then it uses the phrase in that day says the Lord Wow. So a lot of times in that day is termed as the last day mm-hmm. or the coming day of judgment uh, of, of the Lord. And probably this is talking about the battle of Armageddon. And uh, it's a pretty, you know, it's an amazing moment when God empowers Israel against her enemies. Here's the truth. Every nation that has ever been anti-Semitic as a whole and attacked the Jewish nation, though they have been successful at times through history doing that, they've always ended up in the long run being destroyed. Yeah. So like the, the what did they call the, uh, the German Empire, the Third Reich? I think they call it the Third Reich. Um, that was the, you know, the great German mm-hmm. The Aryan nation, all mm-hmm. the bl- baloney or garbage you could come up with to mm-hmm. say you were wonderful, and you know, especially yeah. if you're talking about yourself. Yeah, that those guys they've been wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah, why? Because they tried to wipe the Jews off the face of the earth. Yeah, that's and good. so it's a it's a dangerous thing to come against the people of God in the long run. Yeah, and I because mine <clears throat> in my Bible at the very top of the chapter it has like a like a subtitle almost mm-hmm. and it says future deliverance for jerusalem yeah and mine says the coming deliverance nice. of judah so the same yeah. type of thing yeah and then does yours just say like before verse 10 morning for the pierced one or does it have any footnote before verse 10 um like no it, no, it doesn't you're talking about verse 9 uh well after verse 9 and before verse 10 in mine but it may be that yours has it in a different place yeah, I don't see that in my. I think. Does yours break between 9 and 10? Mine doesn't. Okay, no, so that's, no. yeah. So you don't no. have a break there. Mine breaks yeah. there. That's why I stopped yeah. in the reading. Yeah, verse 9 is really powerful in, in the New read Living it, Translation. It. it says, For on that day 
I will begin to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. Yep, that's it. And it it's powerful. You know, it seems very blunt and powerful <laughs> and, and hits you in the face, but I, that's just such a strong promise. Yes. That the Lord will destroy everyone who comes against Jerusalem. So if you truly believe that, there's no fear that can come into your heart, even in the darkest days for Jerusalem. We know that there's a promise that God will d- destroy all the nations that come against them. And I think that's a, a really powerful promise. Very powerful promise. And you know, the crazy part about it is, it, it says in verse 8, because it keeps saying, in that day, um, in verse 8 it says, in that day the Lord will defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. The one who is feeble among them in that day shall be like David. Mm-hmm. David killed tens of thousands of enemy soldiers. Yeah. I mean, that's what they sang about him. David's killed, or uh, Saul's killed his thousands. David's killed his ten thousands. Mm-hmm. So David was like the warrior of warriors as a king. And then it goes on to say, and the house of David, and this is crazy, shall be like God. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, I, that kind of tilted for me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, when I read that, I thought, really? So it's saying that an old man or an old woman is going to be like a warrior like David. And then all of Judah, which is the house of David, she'll be like God. And it, and then he clarifies that and he says, like the angel of the Lord before them. I thought that was interesting because an angel of the Lord in, I think it's in Isaiah 37, kills 185,000 Assyrians wow. overnight in one battle. Mm-hmm. One angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord, probably, you know, Michael. Mm-hmm warrior angel you know you kind of think that way i don't know for sure i wasn't there but um (laughs) that one angel so it says judah's going to be like that so old people are going to be able to whoop ten thousand. judah itself which is a small area is going to be like the angel of the lord just go in and wipe out an enemy completely yeah that's you know staged to destroy you and that's what happened with the assyrians that day and that's what's Mm -hmm. happening here only it's all the nations of the world or of the earth are gathered against it. Wow, and that's powerful. That's a crazy time. But yet God says, look, whatever the degree that's coming against you, I'm going to empower you to be greater than their ability to overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. You're going to be stronger than them in this process. And to me, that's like, wow, Yeah, and pretty I- powerful. Something with that when I was reading this chapter, something that really stuck out to me that I think the Holy Spirit put on my heart Come on. was just the reading this. This is obviously Old Testament, right? This right, is uh, right. I think the second to last book in the Old Testament. Right. You know, so thousands of years ago. Definitely Old Testament. But <laughs> but God is the same yeah. yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. So the same God that that wrote this, right, who spoke through Zechariah and wrote this, right. is the same God that we have right now, yep. right? The same... Absolutely. And, and I just try to remind myself of that, of that these principles still exist because yes. the God who is the God to Zechariah in the Old Testament is the same God that is for us today that will, um, you know, it says uh, in uh, verse uh, 3... 
talking about all the nations will gather against it. And then it says it will blind the horses, right? And just the, yeah. that God will move in, yeah. the, in the practical way. Yeah. He will take care of the enemy, right? He will, uh, you know, they'll try to move it, but the, the enemies will only hurt themselves. I will cause every horse to panic. Yeah. And so I try to, what I like to do is when I read things like that, I like to spin it into like a, a practical sense sure. for, for me, you know, yeah. in 2021 and just say, what, what does that look like for me? You know, if, if God is the same God that's going to do this in the past, present and future, what does that look like in my life? You know, yeah. what, what enemies is he going to stand up for and, and, you know, I think all of them, because in this, the one he's talking about here is the day when the whole earth mm -hmm. is against Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So right now, America, mm -hmm. you know, in the in the history thing, and God forbid there's going to be a day when America doesn't support Jerusalem anymore. That's what this is talking about. There'll be a day when, you know, nobody's on their side, and even in that day, they'll they'll win because of God. Well, that just encourages me because if God can cause them to win in the biggest of the big battles mm -hmm. that'll ever be fought, yeah. you know, the battle of Armageddon, yeah. well, then that battle I'm facing, it could be a physical battle yeah. with something in my body, with health. could be a financial body, uh, a excuse me, a financial battle where I'm battling something financially in my own life. It could be any kind of battle uh, that we're facing, if God can deliver them from the biggest of big battles, he can deliver me from, from a smaller battle. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that used to bother me is I, I didn't like bothering God with little things when yeah. I first became a Christian. I get that. I understand. And <laughs> God spoke to me one day through someone, came up to me and said, talked about the verse that says, don't despise the days of small beginnings. Hmm. And they shared with me, look, God is concerned with every little thing in your life. And so don't keep, don't not ask God for the little things. If it's a battle, Jesus is on your side. And I would encourage you that, I mean, he's promised me all of my need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So that means little or big. Yeah. And I don't think God's bothered. You know, if you're like the kid that's pulling on your uh, your mom's, you know, coattail and all the time bothering her, bothering her, bothering her, mm -hmm. yeah, we can get frustrated <laughs> with our own kids, but God's not like us. God does not feel bothered because his children look to him. Yeah. And I like what you said of the same God that's going to give Jerusalem victory that's right. is the same God that's going to give us victory that's right. in the things that we're currently dealing with in our lives. You know, God's not going to wait until the Armageddon moment to yeah, come through. Absolutely. He's going to help us win right now. And I, I really when we like need that. it. That's absolutely. Good. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute and then we'll close up. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. 
Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Hey everybody, welcome back. I just something really stood out to me. Like you said, something you stood out and thought it was the Lord pointing it out. I really like this verse here. Um and it was crazy because I didn't understand it at first. Verse 5. Could you read that from the New uh, Living Translation, verse 5? Yeah, my glasses broke, so I got to oh, no, adjust. Whatever them. you need to do. <laughs> there we go. I found it. <laughs> verse 5. And the clans of Judah will say to themselves, The people of Jerusalem have found strength in the Lord of heaven's armies, their God. I love it. That's so much clearer than mine. Mine says, And the governors of Judah shall say in their heart, The inhabitants of Jerusalem are my strength in the Lord of hosts, their God. That's a little little quirky. Yes. But I did look at it from in a lot of different lights and different translations. What it's basically saying there is what the New Living Translation said. Judah will see God at work through Jerusalem, and it will strengthen them. 
And I want to tell you, my personal experience, that has been my perf- personal experience. Iron sharpens iron. Proverbs 27, 17 tells us that as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens the countenance or, you know, helps a friend become sharper, become better. And I, I you know, I just recently spent a few days with uh, Greg Surratt in, uh, in South Carolina, and then he was here at our church. And Greg Surratt, he's an incredible guy. Love him. His faith, what's going on in his life, really encouraged me. I could see God at work in his life. That's good. And it blessed me. I coach a group of pastors. I see God at work in their life, and it blesses me. I had a local pastor come in yesterday to talk about you know, how you grow the local church and all that. It encouraged me hearing what God was doing in him. You need to hang around with people who have God moving in their lives, and that will help you in your life. Amen. Hey, we're going to get. See you, Isaac. See you, Pastor Dan. See all you guys. God bless. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.